Hello and welcome to NerdSense86, the podcast. My name is Kyle. I am the nerd of NerdSense86, the one guy behind it all. NerdSense86 is my little, I guess you could call it my passion project, and it's mostly lots and lots of reviews or just opinions or just some ratings and such, and I hate ratings. I hate doing ratings. But I do them anyway, and I've got my own spin, and I'll try and explain it as we go on as to uh, what my particular rating system means. Because if you've been on my Instagram, you won't completely be able to make sense of it, probably. So, yes, welcome to this podcast. I should probably explain a little bit about me and why you should even bother to listen to me. I am a father of two. I'm 34 years old, going on 35. Still have not really grown up from when I was that, I don't know, teenager working just to make £20 a week to be able to go and buy a new DVD. Or, well, I couldn't say new CD, but I am not the hottest on music. But yeah, you know, I used to work and work and work so much as a youngster. And all my money just went back in to DVDs. So I have a massive, massive DVD collection that I've been building for almost 20 years. Maybe about that. Almost all of it is generally in the sort of sci-fi and fantasy genre. But not all, not all. You know, there's uh, some other great ones in there as well. Some great classic shows and some films. And we'll come on to those at some point at NerdSense86. So why did I start NerdSense86? Well, you know, the name came to me a few years ago and I was just going to do it as a Instagram channel. But at the time, just didn't work for everything else I was doing in my life. Now, um, particularly because of COVID-19, I am home more. So I'm able to put more time into these kind of things. And it was a perfect opportunity to launch NerdSense86. I was going to launch it at the start of 2020, the website. And it was going to be more of a podcast concept. But just some things happened in my life, which made that impossible to do, really. So uh, as we approached the end of 2020 doing the project for January 2021 seemed to make a lot of sense to me. So it's launched. If you've been to nerdsense86.com, you'll see there are many, many articles on there related to videos that I have published. There will be some more written content going onto the website, but I'm in the process of trying to get everything up and running how I want it to, make the videos look how I want them to look, which I think I'm almost there. I am almost there for that. But, you know, I'm also having to homeschool because of COVID-19, my kids can't go to school. My kids are four and two, so they're not incredibly independent. So I'm having to spend a lot of time with them, which makes reviews go out later than I'd hope in some cases. But so far, we've had them out before the release of every following episode. So we're doing well on that. But basically, Nerdsense 86 is just me being able to, in one place, celebrate all the things I love, things that make me by my own definition anyway, a nerd, which means the things that I love really. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of sci-fi in there. You might see some comedy and things hit up, just things that I enjoy and things that almost have a fandom attached to them, which by its very nature has people getting called nerds and stuff. But hey, it's cool to be a nerd now. It didn't used to be cool being a nerd when I was growing up, and I'm going to go through that on a future podcast as well. But yeah, so this podcast was born out of that love, but also just out of seeing so much negativity online. If you go on YouTube, you'll see hit piece after hit piece on the latest Star Trek shows or the latest Star Wars films or the latest superhero film that happens to be led by a female It's ridiculous. And you you go onto IMDb and you see the likes of Batwoman with scores that are just impossible for the actual quality of the show. Even if you could stay unbiased, you know, you just look at the score on there and you're thinking, wow, that has been tanked. It's impossible to get that score. No one could be seeing the show as that lower score, you know. And so same for Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman. I spoke about that in my recent videos. So I'm kind of trying to be the other side of that. You know, I don't believe in wasting my time with something which is rubbish. You know, if a TV show isn't any good, if I don't like it, then I won't watch it. 
and I certainly won't try to ruin other people's enjoyment of it. And what you're seeing online with, I like to call them the haters anyway, or they used to just be called trolls, you know, when I first started on the internet 20 plus years ago, they would just call them trolls, people looking for a reaction. But, you know, they still watch the stuff they allegedly hate, and they will still try and ruin other people's enjoyment of it. And I don't get that. I don't get that. That, to me, makes your opinion of it seem disgenuine straight away. Because if you're that interested in ruining other people's enjoyment of it, you must have more interest in it than you're letting on or trying to let on. That's just my two cents. But yeah, so YouTube is full of this kind of stuff. And a lot of it is just done for clickbait. You know, if people don't know, you know, if you watch an advert in front of those videos, in the middle of those videos, as long as they've got a certain amount of subscribers or, and watch time on their channel, they get money for that. So they are just coming up with fake headlines or just coming up with loads of hate because negativity is more controversial and controversy creates cash. So, you know, these people do this stuff to make money. They're making money off of people. And then it occurred to me, these people who are coming online to see things about Star Trek Discovery or Star Wars or whatever it may be, they go onto YouTube to see what people think and then they come across hate. And then they start thinking, oh, wait, am I the only one who likes this? And they start to feel bad about being a fan of something. So I really want to be the counterpoint to that. I'm fully aware that this is going to mean I am going to get less attention by all means on YouTube, no matter what content I put out. This podcast won't get as much attention as it possibly could because I'm not going to be spouting hate. I just want to be a safe place. You know, I have called out the haters on some of my videos on YouTube. And do you want to know where I actually had the thumbs down has been on a project where it's had a female lead on it and where I've celebrated that project. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. It's tra- it's so transparent. It's unreal. <laughs> this podcast show itself is going to be almost like a supplement to the, the videos. The plan on this show is maybe briefly talk about some of the stuff that I'm covering on the website and on the videos, but also to talk about some stuff that really I don't have the time to devote video filming and editing to or to write full articles about. Or I can just sit here and just tell you how they're going. I might be watching one episode a week of it or whatever it is. So I'm going to be looking at some more retro stuff with that on this show as well. Maybe talk about the things I've watched in the last week. So you won't really get much repeated on here that you may see on my other channels. So there'll definitely be extra stuff on this podcast that you will get to enjoy, which isn't basically just saying the same stuff I said in a video last week or in an article on the website. So we're going to talk about a few fun things this week. Fun things for me anyway. I'm going to go through the the website and the YouTube channel in a moment. I'm also planning to talk about Stargirl Season 1, Titans Season 2, The Flash, and that's the old Flash show, not the current one. And then we're going to talk about Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. That's our schedule for this week's podcast. And we're not going to be here forever. I don't want to be here forever. You know, I just want to get in and get out, as they say. But I do want to get down to some business before we talk about all those things. First things first, this is a new podcast channel. I've actually had the podcast registered for years, so it might show up to you as an older podcast. But this is the first time I'm really using it. So if you could please subscribe to this channel. If you want to enjoy a safe place to enjoy fandoms and to engage with and listen to someone who is not going to hate on the things that you like, then please, please hit the subscribe button. Maybe even give me a rating if you're on like Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict or anything like that, you know, if you could give me a rating, ideally the top mark, anything below that's going to hurt me on the algorithms. So if you don't want to give a top mark because you hate me, then please just let me know privately, <laughs> not on the ratings. But yeah, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for me. And then also what would be fantastic would be if you could go to the YouTube channel. Now you can access the YouTube channel through my website. My website is nerd since 
86.com. The 86 is the numbers, okay? It never occurred to me that that could be confusing until I'd already paid for everything. But yeah, it's, so it's nerdsince86.com. If you go on there, you can access the YouTube channel directly. And then if you just hit subscribe on that channel, that would mean the world to me. It'll help me get towards the mark where I can really start to make a difference on YouTube and try and sort of counter a bit of the hate that's floating around on there. The main priority for me is please subscribe to this podcast and please just visit the website, which will have all your links you need on there as well. Now, the website is an ongoing project for me. It's probably the right now like a hub more than anything, kind of points you in the directions of where things are. Now, that will change a little bit. There will be exclusive stuff on the website to encourage you just to visit there. But uh, currently the focus has been the YouTube channel. That was the whole first month focus still is my priority now as I move into February, but now that we're in month two of year one, it's time to get the podcast run in. So a little bit about me. I'm from the UK. I was born in Wales. I currently live in Cardiff in Wales, actually, and uh, I'm just a massive, massive nerd. I love all sci-fi and fantasy stuff, generally speaking. I've been a Trekkie my entire life. That was my gateway into it. I'm a massive fan of the Arrowverse, the MCU, you know, everything. So I am hugely into all that. The Witcher on Netflix, that's my first actual experience of The Witcher. So I'm really looking to get into the books or get into the games, just all of it. And obviously there's lots of Netflix projects starting up with that now as well. So, uh, so yeah, big fandom guy. I've actually been a presence on the internet for several decades, probably, I'm trying to think back now, I mean, maybe 21 years or so since I first registered at trekbbs.com, and I almost immediately got involved in writing fan fiction. I never wrote for the existing characters, though. I just, in my head, I wouldn't be able to publish something, and don't get me wrong, my writing quality, looking back at then, was awful. But I couldn't imagine trying to find their voice. Like, I understood, even at that age, that 13 or whatever I was, that you needed to find their voice, and I couldn't do it. So I used to write for original characters and ships, and that soon evolved over the years then into doing uh, some collaborative projects, which I always naturally sort of ascended to a leadership role in those. And I guess that's been true of my career as well. And my studies, I've always sort of ascended to a leadership role. It's just in my nature, whether that's good or bad. And I was just eventually moving into doing scripted fan fiction, which would be to write a script instead of a piece of prose. Prose being like what you'd read in a book. Uh, the script stuff was just basically like reading a screenplay for a film or, you know, a script for a TV episode. So I did that for several years, uh, had huge success in that, led some really big projects and a website, actually, you know, all these things over the years. And I actually got into podcasting properly the first time in 2013. Uh, so uh, I launched my own show, which was doing really well. I mean, God, some of the numbers I was getting on those episodes I'd kill for now. <laughs> But uh, that slowed down a bit when I went through some things in my personal life, which required a change. It was great. I, mean, I was talking about a lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about on this show, but it kind of lacked a focus anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so I gave it up and I left for a bit. And then I've wanted to get back into the podcast world for a very long time. And now I did that last year, really. You know, I've um, I've been a guest on many podcasts. I've done some football podcasts as well. Like that would be soccer to any Americans listening, not uh, not American football. I do enjoy your sport. Big fan of the XFL when that was going on at the start of 2020. Looking forward to it coming back next year. But I was pulled back into the podcast world by uh, AJ Black, who uh, is an author and a podcast extraordinaire. You can find him online. Just type his name and you'll see him. A very good, um, I'd say a friend. You know, I've... Met Tony online probably over 15 years ago, probably closing on that 20 years ago, I don't know, just by username at first, but 
over the years we became more familiar with each other and, and worked directly with each other. Uh, he asked me to come and do a Star Trek Enterprise podcast for his new network about 30 minutes after I decided to do a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. <laughs> so it worked out perfectly. And then I moved into stuff with my partner, Katie, So who we hear about a lot on this show. Basically, I am every week available on The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. You can uh, find them on social media at nx one podcast that drops weekly every other week i drop a podcast with katie called her first trek a star trek review podcast where i basically take her through old episodes of star trek of the first uh, four shows to turn her into a trekkie which is going better than i thought actually so far and so that's also available on all good podcast apps so her first trek and you can find them at that same name on all, all the usual social medias so here I am now, probably almost 20 minutes into the show, and I haven't really spoken about anything that you're probably interested in. <laughs> it's probably a dull listen. It won't be like this all the time. I've just got to introduce myself a little bit. But my plan of this show is, you know, mostly, guys, it's just going to be me a lot of the time, just talking about all the things I've already said. I'm going to have people on from time to time. I'd love to interview people, find out when they became nerds, you know, as in when were they born and how do they get into the things that they love and that we love and all those little things and just find out about their lives. So that's in the plans as well. You know, I, I did a lot of that years ago, eight years ago. So I'd like to do a bit more of that for this show. And uh, yeah, so that's it. So that's all the spiel out of the way. Now, I think it's time for us to start talking about some of the things I've been watching recently. And I'm going to start with Stargirl Season 1. Okay, so uh, DC Universe, which was a streaming service launched exclusively for sort of DC Comics projects. It was going to be an app that would have a shop and have access to all the comics and have new streaming shows and things. Uh, a bit of a flop, really. But they did have about four shows. I think it was the Titans, uh, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and Stargirl. And Stargirl being, I think, the last one to come out. Big budget shows. You know, they look super expensive. The only downside, I guess, for DC Universe was that, you know, people weren't signing up. <laughs> and it also wasn't available in the rest of the world. So, you know, they were only relying on a niche product really i know superhero stuff is big but for people who are going to pay just for that you know it's a small part of the market and you're only doing it in one country it was never going to work especially for i imagine the cost they've got involved with it all the shows apart from swamp thing have survived and they moved on to other places but stargirl never came out in the uk for a while anyway until it aired on amazon prime uh, which i never watched it on there so i was fully aware of stargirl I know it had gone into the CW in the US, and I was looking forward to watching it. I saw it was coming out on DVD, and I thought, Blu-ray for me. Sorry, I don't really buy DVD unless I have to. Uh, it was coming out on, D- on Blu-ray, and I was just really super impressed with like the you know the, the artwork for it. I'm a big Arrowverse fan as well, you know, and, and it was teased in uh, the Crisis and Infinite Earths final uh, episode, part five of that crossover. So I was really keen to watch it. So when I saw it's come on Blu-ray, I thought, well, I'm going to wait and see it in the best quality I can rather than on Amazon streaming service. So it came and I watched it. And wow, I mean, I was going to review it weekly was the plan on my YouTube channel, but I just couldn't watch it weekly. <laughs> I just binged the hell out of that show. I finished it so quickly. Such a good show, guys. So basic gist is it's about a girl who's in high school just moved to a new town she comes across this staff i guess uh, that used to be uh, used by starman but uh, him and the justice society so that included like the flash and things they're all killed 10 years earlier none of them exist now they're just the supervillains. but the supervillains are still around they become our villains of the of the show but yeah so these the villains uh, turns out they're in the town that she lives in basic gist of it is that new people are gonna have to take on the superhero mantles 
to uh, to fight them. So that's what happens with Stargirl. And uh, she's uh, incredible. You know, the, the actress playing her, uh, she actually did, I think, gymnastics of some sort or something anyway in real life. So just the the way the Stargirl moves, the look she has, the costume that looks like you did actually make it at home but still has like a premium look to it and just the stunts using the staff and jumping around it and things like that just something i'm not used to seeing on tv the standout star is luke wilson brother of owen wilson i've never really been a massive luke wilson fan because i don't watch a lot of stuff he's in but i am a massive owen wilson fan but my god this show really turned me around on luke wilson he is the heart of the show and the soul of the show and he was incredible in this i thought he plays stargirl stepdad and he is incredibly good in the role and he has wonderful chemistry with almost everyone including Amy Smart, who's on this as well. So it's quite a big cast on this show. And I was a little worried they were going to lose them for season two of Stargirl, uh, now that the CW is completely funding the project but uh, with a lesser budget. But it looks like everyone's staying on board, so that's great. Now, I don't want to ruin the show. I want people who listen to this to go and actually watch Stargirl. So you can do so if you're in uh, the US. You can find it, I think, DC Universe still exists for watching stuff or maybe they've moved all that stuff onto HBO Max now. I think Stargirl is also available on the CW app so I could be wrong on that. Uh, in the UK it's on Amazon Prime so just check around. It's also available on Blu-ray and DVD in uh, all the usual territories. I would really recommend this one if you're into superhero stuff and also just something that's got a bit of heart but looks expensive, looks like a movie but feels feels like family and i'd really recommend stargirl and i can't wait to have the new season start so i can watch it weekly as frustrating as that's gonna be but i feel like i've caught up now with, with it i've made up for my error of not watching it and i'm so happy that i do now consider myself a stargirl fanatic so that's stargirl out of the way let's talk about titans season two uh, from the same service not gonna go through the history of titans uh, but it was the first show to air on dc universe and it was back for its second season last year. Uh, this show focuses around, I guess we would know them as the Teen Titans, but Teen has been dropped from the name for this uh, this TV show. The main focus is around uh, Nightwing, otherwise known as Robin, uh, who is Dick Grayson, Batman's Robin. Uh, he's not really Robin anymore during the time of the show. Uh, we meet another Robin during season one. And season two is all building towards Dick Grayson trying to find his reason for being, uh, his reason for his existence. Why is he there? And throughout the season, there's some highs, there's some lows. And we finally will get to a point at the end of the season where Dick knows exactly what he needs to be and who he wants to be, which includes a new suit. So I won't spoil that bit for you. But this season, guys, was huge. Just the way the storytelling was told, we got the very sort of modern style storytelling that we almost became accustomed to from Lost, which has been adopted since by the likes of The Walking Dead and more, uh, where you won't be with the cast every single episode. You may drop on a big cliffhanger one episode, but then the following episode is going to actually take you back six months to someone else's story before the next episode carries on from the big cliffhanger two episodes ago so it uses that sort of non-linear storytelling which i'm a fan of guys i am a fan of that when i'm binging when it's weekly it is incredibly frustrating so i cannot imagine what this show was like to watch weekly because i i would think that it was probably a little frustrating that the plot wasn't always moving forward but what they were doing actually was giving you some big hooks in the present day so to speak but then taking you taking you back and sort of filling in some gaps and adding some history and some chunks and there's no better example of that than uh, Superboy you know on the show uh, who was teased in the season one uh, final scene actually 
So, um, you know, you see loads of stuff going on and then you go back and find out his origins. And then at the end of his episode, it connects directly to a big plot point going on in the sort of present day with the Titans. The whole season is like that. And uh, it's very rewarding for it. I mean, you see like, is it Aqualad, you know, Wonder Girl, uh, characters who you're not likely to see much of in other shows, maybe because the names aren't quite as marketable. I mean, Wonder Girl allegedly is getting it, her own show, though, uh, on the CW. I think it's the same character. I don't know how it works, but I've not done any proper look into it. It was a really good season. It had Deathstroke as the main villain. I'm a massive Deathstroke fan. Because of Arrow, I thought Deathstroke is still a top three Arrowverse villain. Uh, even now, so I th think without a uh, doubt seeing Deathstroke on this show is great. I am always going to prefer the Deathstroke from the Arrowverse, but I thought he was very good here as well, particularly brutal. He really added a, I guess, like a risk to all the characters. That was there in season one as well, actually. You never felt like the characters were safe, and they've maintained that in season two. Even by the end of the season, you always think someone could die at any time, and that is very hard in TV nowadays, particularly a superhero show where everyone expects you to not have the, I guess, the balls to kill off a special character. But this show does always leave you worrying that that is going to happen. And it's a strength of the show. The show looks fantastic, sounds fantastic. I mean, the costume design on the superhero outfits is great. Big fan of Hawk and Dove. They're really good. I really love Dick Grayson as the anchor for the show as well. This season really tried to put the pressure on him, but uh, he came out of it shining by the end. But yeah, he was a really good lead for the show. There was one thing I wasn't so keen on, uh, and it pains me to say, but we did see Bruce Wayne in this show. You may remember Jorah from Game of Thrones, the trusted aide to Daenerys. As, uh, same actor, he's playing Bruce Wayne, and I couldn't quite buy into that throughout the season. I just couldn't envision this guy being Batman. You never see him in the suit or anything anyway, but I just I could never picture him in the suit anyway and moving around like Batman would, even though he's meant to be older. It just struck me as, oh, I don't know. I just, it just didn't strike right for me. And I'm hoping, because I know he's in season three, I'm hoping it sort of comes together more for me in that way. But yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of Bruce there. So I would definitely recommend Titans Season 2 for you. Uh, if you haven't seen the first season, go get it. They're available on streaming services. You can also buy the DVDs or Blu-rays, whatever you collect on. I would suggest you start with Season 1. It's a good first season. But the second season is just a complete improvement on top of that. And it gets the thumbs up. Now, let's talk about the first episode of The Flash. I am, of course, not referring to the CW show that's still airing and is one of my favourite shows on TV, I am referring to the 1990 series starring John Wesley's ship as Barry Allen slash The Flash. This show is one of my sort of old superhero classics I'm trying to go back to and revisit. Oh, I say revisit, I've never actually watched them myself, but revisit for anyone listening to the show maybe. Um, I've never seen it. I didn't know what to expect. I know that they made the character canon in the Arrowverse because they had John Wesley's ship return as the character in um, Crisis on Infinite Earths and we also saw him in Elseworlds previously. It's an interesting show. I mean, God bless it. You know, it was 1990. They're trying to do a Flash show, which in 2021 now, as I record this, 
you know, the Flash show reaps the benefits of today's CGI and computer effects, and they can make Flash look amazing and do some cool things. They couldn't do that in 1990, so they had to rely on some sort of different techniques and the story, and John Wesley Shipp is actually great as a lead actor on the show. I buy into him. It's definitely got that 80s vibe, you know, it's 1990, I guess, when this came out, but feels 80s, feels early 90s. Just definitely, definitely did work. I don't know any complaints about that. You have to be ready to accept the special effects, like when he's speeding, for example. It's just a truly awful, (laughs) by today's standard, anyway, a truly awful effect sequence. But the intention's there, the heart's there, and and you can't doubt that. So in this first episode, Barry's brother or brother and all I can't even remember dies so Barry has also been part of a chemical accident which gives him his powers typical story basically and then he wants revenge on this biker gang who caused the death and uh, as he starts to control his powers a bit more he basically tries to take down the bad guy and that's about it now you know on IMDB it's got a 7.2 out of 10 I mean god the whole show scores higher than Batwoman put that in perspective and that, that is ridiculous don't get me wrong I enjoyed this episode but that's just crazy Uh, The show only actually went for 22 episodes, uh, one season, but I'm looking forward to getting to the end of it. I I liked it. You know, I I did like it. I haven't actually uh, watched the second episode yet, but I'll get to it. It's one that I'm glad is in my collection now. Had to get on DVD, not available on Blu-ray, certainly not in the UK anyway, but I'm glad I've got it. It is now part of the Arrowverse, we know that. So that's been a real kick in my nuts, so to speak, because I've had to buy more DVDs than I wanted to just to make sure I have the extended Arrowverse. (laughs) all on my uh, all on my shelves i do still buy hard copy i firmly believe that we should always keep hard copy of everything because you know if you buy digital you don't actually own that file you know if if they decide to remove it from the server you host it from and stuff it's gone so uh, and who knows when you get a power cut or something goes wrong your laptop you could lose the file i just don't do it i'm all about having a hard copy there I love streaming services. That's what I watch all my TV on. You know, I don't have terrestrial TV, what we call it in the UK, which is where broadcast television, I guess you might call it uh, in some other countries. I don't have that. I don't have a TV license. I only stream shows via your Netflixes or your Amazon Prime or Disney Plus, things like that. Yeah, so The Flash is one of those old shows I'm revisiting. And yeah, I enjoyed it. In fact, I would love it if people watch along with it. And uh, we can talk about the show as we go, because obviously no one is really talking about the 1990 to 1991 series of The Flash. So it would be great if anyone is listening to it or just to hear my journey as I continue to watch it as we go through this podcast. I'll try and get a comment or two in on it each week on here. But yeah, we won't be covering this in any video reviews, but we'll definitely be chatting about it on the podcast. But yeah, go check it out. Anyway, if you if you can stomach the older effects and if you're like a fan of Batman, like that gothic, the Tim Burton-esque style from the first two Batman motion pictures, then this might be for you. It's certainly a darker take on Flash than than we've seen in the current ongoing series on the CW network. So uh, yeah, go check it out. It's, it's good fun. I, I really was a fan of that first episode. Looking forward to seeing how it goes. My only concern is it did get cancelled after one season. So does that mean the quality is going to just deteriorate as the show goes on? But there's only one way to find out and that's by watching. And last but certainly not least is Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Another full DVD collection I recently added to my bookshelf. Actually, I had the first season on DVD years and years and years ago uh, when it first came out on DVD. But I never got the other seasons. And so when I saw uh, it on offer, the complete set, I thought, I'll take that. Thank you very much. It's gone into my collection alongside uh, the 1990 Flash series. Wonder Woman as well, in fact. I've got the old Wonder Woman, which I will plan to do on this podcast too. Haven't opened that up yet to watch yet. So I've started Lois and Clark from the beginning, gone through the first episode titled just Pilot, 
uh, very original. In this episode, we see you know Clark Kent become Superman. Now, there's always a scene in this episode that I remember and has stuck with me since childhood because we used to watch this. I think on a Saturday night on BBC One. I think it was BBC One anyway, in the UK when I was a child. And there's a moment in the first episode where Clark looks like an unsuspecting man. He's just got his bags with him. And there's a bus about to hit someone or to hit a group of people because it's out of control. And he manages to stop it. And as he walks away, someone sees the handprint he's left on the front of the bus. And you're like, oh my God. So basic, but so well done given when the show was made, which was in 1993. And that has stayed me forever. The rest of the episode doesn't really stay in my memory. <laughs> Even now, I've only just recently rewatched it again. It is an extended episode, the first episode, but it's a good, fun debut for the show. It is definitely cheesy. But, I mean, even the Superman movies have been quite cheesy, or, or at least had gone cheesier in the past. The next time we'd see Superman from this would be on Smallville, which is a much more serious take uh, on it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this first episode. I think Terry Hatcher, she was my Lois Lane for the longest time. In fact, every Lois Lane has been great, really, haven't they? Margaret Kidder... Terry Hatcher, Erica Durance, Amy Adams. I'm missing someone else. Who am I missing? Oh my god, I'm, f I'm forgetting a name. Superman Returns, though. I'm sure I'll remember it now as soon as I move on. The first episode deals with, you know, Clark trying to get a job at the Daily Planet. Uh, he's partnered up with Lois, and they need to investigate a space shuttle sabotage, at which he eventually realises he needs to stop as Superman. So, oh, that's the second sequence I always remember, is the costume design, when his, his mum, Martha Kent, is designing the outfit for him you see some funny funny costumes and i feel like supergirl's version of the scene in the first episode of supergirl season one it must have been a riff on that in hindsight which i hadn't really hadn't really considered at the time but yeah it's a funny scene where he's getting outfits together the whole plot of the episode is you know is lex behind it or not lex luther he's good lex on the show as well i always remember lex from the first season of the show i don't remember don't think he was on it uh, anymore after that but uh, maybe an episode or two, I don't know. But yeah, so fun episode, long. It did start to drag after a while. But you know, I turned to Katie halfway through and she'd never seen this before. And she had to go do something. But she said, oh, I'm a bit glad I've got to leave this now because I'm actually enjoying it. And she was hating the idea when I put it on. So it's good. It's got heart. It's got soul. It's, to me, it was always what it was, which was a Saturday evening TV show for the family to watch. Uh, you know, that's what it was for me as a kid growing up, and I haven't watched it since, so I am delighted to sink my teeth into it now. The episode was okay, nothing wrong with it. I'm not expecting to call any of these episodes excellent with Lois and Clark and New Adventures of Superman, but, you know, I am happy with what I'm expecting from it. I can't wait to watch more of Cat Grant in it. I've always remembered her as well from my childhood, probably because she was just an overly sexual or at least sexualized character. And uh, just more than Clark would definitely be able to handle. But uh, that character has stuck with me for life. And I believe, again, she was also only in the first season. So uh, I'll have to enjoy the episodes that she's in. But yeah, please check out Lois and Clark as well. I think it's more readily available than some of the other ones. Uh, Dean Cain is... he's decent in the lead role. I remember always thinking you could never really tell any difference between his Clark Kent and his Superman. But maybe that was by design. Uh, I try not to think about Dean Cain's more present reputation in the, the media and that for his political views. And they certainly don't align with that of Superman. But you can enjoy him on the show anyway. And there's Lois to enjoy with it. You know, Perry White on the show is great. Lois is a really, really headstrong character. Always was as well, Lois. You know, she's, she's been ahead of time, ahead of the curve with her presentation in Superman's on-screen media over the years. So um, but Terry Hatcher lives up to that as well. So yeah, this was a fun episode. Looking forward to getting to the next one. I'll be watching that alongside The Flash. So I'll just be going back in time, at least hopefully once a week, just to talk about those shows.
So that's it for this week. I just wanted to have a quick chat about some of the stuff I'm watching, maybe make it quicker next time. I haven't decided on the format. You know, I, I do so much other podcasting with that, editing and all sorts. It's just exhausting. So this is kind of a podcast where I can just sit here and not have a camera in my face because I hate my face anyway. If I can avoid having a camera in my face, <laughs> I do it. So that's why I'm on podcasts uh, most of the time. So I think maybe next time we'll have a shorter episode for you, something for you just plug in, hopefully for 20 minutes each week or every other week, just to uh, enjoy and just have someone talk about some superhero stuff or sci-fi stuff, whatever. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for something that I should sort of talk about on here or, or sample or watch, then please let me know and I'll do it as soon as I can for you. I'm, uh, I'm open to suggestions. If you'd like to follow me on social media, I am on all the usual ones, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at NerdSince86. That's the number 86, at NerdSince86. Uh, you can follow me on those. There's a new new profiles that have been set up, um, so they're still growing. We're getting there. The Instagram looks beautiful. I, I, I amazed myself, actually, with how my design worked on the Instagram. <laughs> so I'm very proud of that one. The link to the YouTube is on the website. Just go to nerdsince86.com and you'll see it on there on the drop-down menu. And then you can hopefully subscribe to that as well. Uh, but also, most of all, please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, it gives you a heads up when a new episode drops. And I'd really appreciate any rating you could give to it. Maybe you'll hate hearing just me talking. Maybe you won't. For me, it's nice. I'd have to edit multiple tracks uh, of different people talking and I can just chat to myself, not worry about anyone else's time they're giving to the show or anything. It's just an opportunity for me to just present myself again and just talk about things I love, uh, whether one person listens or 1,000. doesn't bother me. <laughs> so I'll see you next time uh, on the podcast. Please keep an eye on the socials. You'll see the episode drop. And thank you so much for listening to the show. I've been Kyle. I will see you soon. <laughs>